0: Burai Fighter. Defeat the Burai using massive weaponry. And welcome to Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. And I'm Joe. Guys, I played this shmup wrong for the first five minutes.
1: Oh, I mean, I played it wrong for the first
0: maybe 30 to 40 seconds.
2: Uh, is that in the sense of like the direction you're facing related?
0: Isn't it funny that like first off, Joe, that there's a way to interpret how I could be playing it wrong, but yeah. also <laughs> that like we could be playing so many shmups on so many no <laughs> much, <laughs> on this system, and on this chronological journey, and just in life, everybody has to eventually play a shmup, and yet I'm still finding out ways to play them wrong, and so yes, uh it, this game has multiple direction shooting, which we'll get into in a minute, but there is a way that it wants you to do that multi-direction shooting that just wasn't clicking in my brain uh, for the first few playthroughs of this game, and I was like, wow, I... I was so convinced that the game couldn't be that bad that it had to be me. And so I took the time, figured it out, tried some things, eventually figured it out. It's a fine game. I'm happy to report. I did get further than the <laughs> very first set of enemies. but That's man. really big of you,
1: Mike, to, to to just know that it had to have been you.
0: Yeah, but you know what's funny about that, too, is like that the very first enemies that you are greeted with could be the ones to be your downfall. Like, it's not even like there's some kind of, you know, oh, I was playing and I was getting by, but then eventually, like, there was just too many enemies and I wasn't shooting correctly, so I just gave up on the game. It's the very first enemies you run into this game that let you know, like, no, you. if you want to defeat enemies in this game, you're gonna have to figure out how the shooting works. So yeah. let's 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 maybe
2: I
1: could say
0: that that Stop
1: let's stop pussing around right, right? Like, let's describe what we're talking about
0: yeah, yeah yeah go into it go for it
1: So basically what Mike and I both experienced and maybe Joe Joe did you experience this too
2: If I'm if we're talking about the same thing once you explain it I'll confirm that that was what I experienced
1: Okay um basically yeah there's eight different directions you can fire in and like many games that you can fire in eight different directions, like, that it it's feels like you always have to be firing in the direction that you're moving. But once you start holding the button down, then you realize that you can continue firing in the original direction and move freely.
2: Yeah, I did experience that exactly as well. Okay
0: it's crazy that that could be an issue that all three of us would run into not talk about until the day of the episode, but I'm glad we all were able to overcome it.
2: I would, I would venture a guess that 90% of people who play this game have that, that didn't read the manual, have that issue at first.
1: Because yeah, when I think of a shmup, I'm thinking of like you, unless you have some power up, you should be pressing the button each time you want to fire uh because it's like part of the skill, right? I mean, I don't really understand shmups, but I've always felt that that was one of the reasons. Um, and then uh, there have also been other shmups where this is sort of an issue. Like, the what was the commando? Like, yeah, you could fire in several different directions, but you always had to be walking in that direction. So I just figured that that was the thing. You know what? It didn't take long. But it was a sort of, like, aha moment, so maybe we're just dumb enough to be able to experience that aha moment.
2: See, I had almost, like, the opposite of an aha moment, because I was playing for a while, very frustrated. Every time I would, you know, obviously try and go in one direction, I would turn that direction. And then, you know, and I kept dying, and I was doing it a lot. And then, like, after a while, I kind of stopped noticing it, and then a while later, it just suddenly dawned on me, like, oh, it hasn't been happening anymore because I just slowly, just naturally started holding down the button as things got harder. And I was like, I don't remember when that stopped, but then I like realized, <laughs> just oh, okay, this game's state. not so bad anymore. Like, <laughs> But I don't remember the moment when I realized. It just slowly started to happen for me.
0: And what's funny about that very first group of enemies is that they uh, kind of home into you from, uh, you know, first they're spread out, and then they are uh, closing in on you. So there isn't really a way to avoid them. You kind of have to shoot them to get past them because you're in a narrow space and the enemies are heading directly towards you. So you either have the option of being like a very skilled shooter and uh while moving also like having twitch-like reflexes to go back into shooting straight on and taking out the next variable line before moving in another position and shooting that particular enemy down. Like that, that requires some sharp shooting. Instead to uh, Sean's mention is that like, by holding down the button, something that you would usually think would fire one single shot, it now fires shots over and over and over again, not in like a turbo sense, but definitely not in an unexpected way. Uh, And once you figure that out, all of a sudden, the multiple direction shooting really frees up this game and makes it really cool and kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, Section Z, a game where uh, the A and B button were being used for uh, the A button would shoot to the right and the B button would shoot to the left. So as they are on the controller, uh, it would make sense and you would be able to switch on the fly. Here, you're able to shoot in all cardinal directions and move freely around the screen at the same time. And I know that doesn't sound revolutionary, but because it is, Eight directions. It certainly gives you more power than any horizontal or vertical shmup did in the past, where you're mostly just shooting a linear line until you get power ups that give you spreads and the like.
2: Yeah, it it solves this issue that I've had with a bunch of other shmups, where like as soon as you pass something, it's just still a threat behind you, but you can't do anything about it. Um, and yeah, I think Section Z did that too. But this also gives you the option to shoot up or down, and it and it. You know, you do start to notice that like some of the enemies are designed in a way where you got to think like, oh, I have to get beneath this thing and shoot up at it, or you know, get around its armor. Um, so at least it wasn't just like a function, but it's like oh, the game was somewhat designed around it too.
1: Yeah, it also just sort of feels cool to get, like get at like a diagonal angle to to get maybe like a turret than in any other shmup would be almost impossible to hit before you, like, get to a certain point in the scroll um, and just sort of just snipe it, you know, just sort of drift in and snipe
0: it, you know? It, it feels cool. So other than how you shoot and what power-ups you receive, one of the biggest identifiers for any shmup, especially these 2D ones, is whether it's a horizontal or vertical shmup. And we've seen many examples of both. And, in fact, we've seen examples where... Stage one is horizontal, and then, psych, uh, this is also doing vertical uh, stages, and you switch between them. That's cool, but in Burai Fighter, they're actually horizontal and vertical stages all at once. It's kind of a on-rails shooter, uh, think like Star Fox 64 style, where the player is expected to keep up with the movement of the screen in any particular direction it's scrolling, because if you do get stuck in a uh, in a corner that you can't navigate around because the screen has scrolled past that point and you have missed your exit, you will die. Uh, you will be like crushed, seemingly by the end of the <laughs> screen, which doesn't really make any sense. It's not. It's never implied that the Burrai are capable of eating the universe behind you, but that is what's happening.
1: Well, I mean, it, yeah, it's a Mario thing, you know, like in
0: yeah, in but I would have a lot to say about those where- two. <laughs>
1: I'm not saying that it's permissible. I'm just saying that it's not unheard of. Uh, but I, th- it's kind of funny that you uh, we saw that in Mario with a consistently scrolling stage in one direction at a constant speed, and then in this one, it's just sort of like taking you on a tour, and it's it gets distracted, and it'll go up and down, and not random places, but. It's kind of silly, the the sort of movements that the camera will make to either deviously lead you into a trap of pickups, um, unless you're skilled enough and you've played it enough, enough times to know exactly when it's going to reverse course. Um, but it kind of gives it a very, it feels kind of silly when it just changes direction randomly.
2: Most of the time, you could you can chalk it up to like okay, like the game is kind of co-piloting, like it knows where I'm supposed to be going. So like this is why my character, you know, because canonically you have to imagine that this character has control over where he's going, right? Like is deciding <laughs> to go these places. Yeah, in the so deep lore, like, he he has yeah, but, but I mean, it, it's just like that. That's what I think of when I think of like a, any other shmup that's scrolling like that. Where I'm like thinking. Okay, like yeah, the scrolling I'm not really considering that like oh part of the story. That's just part of that's just a gameplay mechanic and I need to be going to the right, so it's going to the right. But this way it's like, "Oh, so we're going up, but then like when I get to one spot it just suddenly completely reverses course when I'm in like a shitty spot and goes the other way." Like there's no reason for my character to do
1: that. No, no, no. It's it's simulating your indecision.
0: Yeah, that's right. And it could be the death of you. The thing we're trying to stop the Burai from doing is controlling the camera. They have taken (laughs) control of the world's cameras. And as a result, if we don't take them down, we'll always have to move to their will. Yeah. And
2: I guess, like, to that point, though, like, in seriousness, like, while in any side scroll or, like, auto-scrolling level of Mario and stuff, like, yes, the camera is, like, one of the adversaries. But in this, more than anything, it feels like, wow, this, this camera is, like, working, is, like, trying to kill you sometimes.
0: <laughs> and I uh, gave a Star Fox 64 shout-out there for the rail shooter thing I was suggesting the game might be because the camera guides you. But there's also even a little more truth to that because uh, if you are able to find certain gaps uh, in the levels... Things that look like, hmm, I wonder why it it laid out like this. You can actually, uh, by going into those gaps, cause the camera to then uh, switch orientations and lead you to secret rooms with power-ups and stuff that you wouldn't have otherwise been able to access. And that is very much a Star Fox 64 thing where and other rail shooter games, too, where, like, you know, you have to... Uh, in the very first level of Star Fox Sixty Four, like you have to do a certain uh, set of objectives in order to be able to do a barrel roll. No, they don't do a barrel roll. But uh, in Star Fox Sixty Four, the first level, you have to go under. You have to save a specific character, and you have to go under these um, these structures in the lake. And by doing that, by going under all of them, something you might not think to do, but kind of like the game nudges you towards it. It will take you through the waterfall instead of going through the normal stage, and you'll actually fight a completely different boss and everything. And that's a much more involved idea than what Burray Fighter is laying out. But still, uh, the idea is there. And so I ask you guys, is Burray Fighter a shmup or is it a rail shooter? Are they exclusive? Are they mutually exclusive? I don't think they are, but uh, I just wonder, like, does rail shooter apply here?
2: i would say yeah actually i mean i hadn't thought of that until you mentioned it uh earlier but like that's exactly what it feels like i mean it's I, I i'm just not used to seeing that kind of thing in a 2d style but i don't see why it wouldn't apply
1: well then i i would say that then shmup is just a subgenre of rail shooter
2: well yeah i guess i i would agree based on that also so like yeah i guess so or the other Unless way rail right?
0: shooter huh the other way. Rail shooters. No, are no, a I guess you're saying that, like, of A
2: schmup, a, a regular traditional shmup is still on rails, it's just going in one direction.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah, I okay. So yeah, all side scrollers <laughs> then by that nature are rail shooters. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, because kind of... no, because you don't
1: no, because a side scroller, you are the agent of the camera.
2: Like it the yeah, you're camera the conductor, follows uh, you. the ra- you're still on rails. It's oh just right. You're so, every auto scroller.
0: Every auto scroller. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Sure. Uh, I guess I would, I I just wouldn't call. I would just call it a shmup to simplify things. Um, I I aside from a a few of the levels.
2: Yeah, I mean, gen like generally when I think of rail shooter, I do I do think of obviously like the the camera moving in all different directions and stuff. So like that's what would differentiate it for me. Like at least in what how I, what I would personally consider it. But I want to point out that there are some levels I want to say they're like bonus levels where you're not on rails, but you're still like kind of controlling it like a shmup. Which is, I don't think we've ever seen in a shmup game.
1: Yeah, it's sort of, um, I mean, not it. it's not in any way like Zelda, but it's like a top down uh, and it, uh, yeah, Zelda also didn't have the camera follow you, but it's a top down uh, you are controlling where the camera goes. It's also sort of like a uh, a hide not hide and seek, but you're trying to find something you're it's trying like to, a maze yeah sort of it's not really even a maze because you can cut right through yeah. the lines um <laughs> yeah, it's it's, just, it's more it's so just a space yeah it's An open a space. space with something there <laughs> make sure you you pay attention to the screen prior to the level because otherwise you may just play it forever um
2: wait what why what is that
1: it's the map.
2: Oh I, wait oh there there was a map on the screen I literally just was playing it for a while and lucked out and found You something. did wow,
1: that's crazy, yeah,
2: and but it, it only it only I was just flying around and I was like oh, there's like an enemy there, so i'll I'll shoot it and then <laughs> I'll shoot then it that was it i didn't I didn't play the second, I didn't get far enough to play the second version of that level, so yeah I, I think I just lucked out.
1: it's a weird way to do it 'cause it's not it's not especially interesting, like no. <laughs>
0: No,
2: it's not. Mike, do you have any
1: thoughts?
0: I don't have any thoughts on that. Um, I was actually going to move on to another thing, you know, another schmuck trope, which is the power-up system. And uh, in this game, on your UI, you can see you have laser, ring, and missile. And those are your three guns. Uh, They have unlimited ammo, so there's never, you know, a a preservation method here. But there are these red orbs that you pick up and... um, they they seemingly switch on the fly between L M and uh, R for laser missile and ring and, and what's that and S. Uh oh yeah. What's the S for? I think just speed. Speed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And so when you pick those up, it adds to the counter of the laser ring and missile. Uh. If the counter hits five, then the weapon uh reaches level two. And then eventually you can boost them to level three, but nothing beyond that. And so in a weird way, uh, because I do see a lot of these orbs, you know, in playthrough, you, um, you know, you get pretty powered up pretty fast in in this kind of game, Uh, especially with all of the different types of weapons you have. uh, It's great to feel powerful and shmups and everything, but I actually question if they did it too fast here. Um, like, even in Gradius, a game where, like, you know, in, in a single stage, you can get uh, most of the power-ups by carefully collecting all of the options. You still have the option to choose how you would like the power-ups. I, I, in this, the red orbs are pretty plentiful, and you can uh, time them, so this way you make sure that you get the one that you're in need of to upgrade. So, um, you know, I, I, I wonder if they could have... Um, Either made them not so powerful, I guess, or if they could have just focused on like making it so this way you don't feel fully upgraded so early on.
1: Yeah, I, I guess the the counter is every time you collect a a pickup that is not the one that you last picked up, your your firing uh, pattern, I guess, changes entirely. Like there's only like. I couldn't really get a perfect handle on what was going on because it seems that if you have everything maxed out, you get this like great omnidirectional fire um, that you can either have mostly going into the corners or mostly going uh, like in a cross pattern. But if you're, if you're picking them up and you're not fully maxed out, you you're either getting sort of a spread with the, uh, the rings, or just that uh, that straight-on shot with right. The it's lasers. whatever you picked up last. Yeah. yeah, so I figure like it's not none of them are perfect, and it's more so you're sort of switching between at the later like numbers of each power up. Uh, you're just sort of picking what kind of fire you want, and it's not really getting fully upgraded until you've pretty much maxed everything out.
0: In addition, players can uh, uh, fire bombs, which they have a limited supply of, that, um, you know, destroy the enemies on screen. But interestingly, uh, maybe in a first, these don't do any damage to the bosses. So they are encouraged to be used in the actual stage rather than like, oh well, I'm just going to save my bombs for the big boss fight. Uh, Won't do you any good here. Better make sure you use them when you need them.
2: Yeah, I don't think that that's the necessarily the best solution, but I do sort of appreciate it, actually, because I, I find myself in games like this that have, like, you know, if it's like a shmup and it has difficult boss battles, I find myself, like, discouraged from using the, the power-ups when I really need them, because I'm like, I gotta save them for when, like, I'm going to die if I don't have them, and... I don't know. It feels like it, it sort of robs a little bit of the fun sometimes where I'm like, well, I don't want to use any of this cool stuff I've got because I'll probably absolutely need it when I fight a boss. So, like, you know, I think there's probably a better way of doing it where it's like you, you get the best of both worlds where, you know, you there's one that works better on bosses and one that works on, you know, regular enemies. But this was still, um, I think, a step in the right direction.
0: Right, and and Sean mentioned, you know, that as you collect the power ups, um, if you're not fully maxed out, you switch to that weapon. And so, if you aren't at the fully maxed out stage, you might want to take advantage of knowing which uh weapon the boss is weak to, because these bosses do have a weakness to either the laser, the ring, or the missile, which you could use to your advantage if you figured it out on playthroughs, or if you just go on game FAQs or whatever. Uh, there's an easy way to find this out. Um. I I do like that by making the bombs not usable, it does become a little bit of a Mega Man style strategy with the uh weakness. It's not that they necessarily have a weak point that you should be aiming for, although, you know, there is a, a certain part you need to hit them in. That's just the part that does any kind of damage to them. There's uh in addition to that, there's also like if you had the laser, that one will uh, you know, take out the, the boss faster. And These boss fights are uh, designed in a cool way where they have to black out the rest of the screen in order to um, display the uh, awesome sprites that the bosses are.
1: Yeah, I like that uh, the bosses aren't just a... uh, There's a lot of games where the bosses are just a moderately larger sprite that you're firing at, and a lot of these shmups, it's just like a big boat or a big uh a, a big plane and they're all just kind of big planes i like that this one kind of has set pieces um especially when you're you're kind of falling through a pit and there's just this weird worm that that's going around and then uh actually there's a lot of worm bosses in this game but they're they're different kinds of worms um but you're trying to dodge the worm and then you're fighting the actual thing and then dodge a worm again and it, it's fun. It's it's good stuff.
2: Classic gameplay loop. Worm, boss, worm.
0: Burry Fighter also allows you to choose your difficulty, something that uh, occasionally on a shmup you might see, like, normal and hard. Uh, Burry Fighter seems to imply that at least there's also an easy mode. But I ask... Is there an easy mode in shmups? Can there ever just be a mode uh, without it being devoid of enemies where it is the same stage, but uh, it's actually easy? And I don't mean uh, for hardcore shmup players. I mean for the entry-level person who would really want to beat one of these games. What would it take for it to be a actual easy mode?
2: I mean, I guess it could be either fewer projectiles coming from the enemies or like you can tank more hits or something
1: you get a regenerating shield
0: oh I like that story mode
1: yeah I was gonna say story <laughs> the story stop the cyborg from killing all humans
2: is there like a you know how they have like arachnophobia mode now in a lot of games there's like a, what if you're afraid of worms <laughs> turn the worms into spiders oof
0: I are cyborgs, right? They're like, uh, I think they're described as robo mutants, but they're half organic, half robot. Um, their plan is just to conquer the universe. It's a really big plan. They realize how big the universe is? Like, <laughs> it they, is like really did they large. even conquer a single a planet? Or, yeah. yeah.
1: But I think if you're a synthetic organism that has no concept of mortality, then the amount of time that it would take to conquer the universe is immaterial.
0: Right. So in a game like Stellaris, is there anybody who wants the entire galaxy? Who's just like that's that's their goal? I mean, kind of any player. Right. And so maybe they the player needs a reality check and should just be told like, hey, focus on the planet you got. It's in pretty bad shape. Um. I mean, you could say that. But <laughs> are the Burai really even thinking about the implications or are they just these weird? I mean, like, do they the bosses that you fight in this game, like that snake thing? It's not um, it's not obviously the Burai, right? Like, that's not one of the half organic, half robot things. I mean, I don't see any robot like features on it, but sure, let's pretend are they utilizing their own army or are they utilizing the planets that we're visiting? I have a lot of questions about the Burai.
2: Oh,
0: you got to play story mode. <laughs> that's what story mode's for. I just
1: kind of wish that we still lived in an age where this sort of story was still acceptable. Like, th- to be able to walk into a board meeting um, at a video game developer or whatever and just say, like, yeah, that's going to be the story. And you just not get laughed at.
0: Just what's the... Yeah, what What are the enemies? Aliens. Cool, what's their plan? <laughs> Conquer the universe. Great. Anything else? (laughs) They're also robots. (laughs) Uh, If you do beat the game, the only uh, piece of story you might get inside the actual game is a message seemingly from Taxon telling you that it is unreal. You have beaten the impossible game. You have earned their respect.
1: I've only wanted to be respected.
0: I mean, I
2: appreciate that, but I, you know, and obviously, I didn't beat this game. I'm not good at this game, just like any other shmup. But I, this felt not anywhere near as impossible to me as a lot of other shmups we've had.
0: I agree.
1: I also didn't beat it.
0: Did not beat it. Um, probably agree with the sentiment, although it does look, at least from what I saw, why I stopped playing, at least is that uh, it it does become a bit of a um a bullet hell towards the end, it, especially with the uh the tough navigation of the narrow hallways that like if the if the bullets don't get you in the tight spaces then surely the tight spaces themselves will get you because you uh, weren't heading in the correct direction a little bit of memorization a little bit of muscle a little bit of muscle memory
1: a little bit of brains and brawn (laughs)
0: On the sequels and spinoff side, I got a bit of a fun one here because you would think that you've, you have, you guys have never heard of Burai Fighter, right? No, no. Well, it's not a franchise, but it's, you know, usually you hear a title like that. Especially, there's something about the box art for Bur-Eye Fighter. It's just so untraditional. Uh, it's it, it's kind of cool. It's kind of poster-esque, but it's got, like, it's also got this weird, like, I don't want to say minimal, but just, like.
1: Yeah, I don't like it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's kind of plain with the cool serpent and everything. So, I don't know. It just doesn't look like an NES game. You could have fooled me and said this was on, like, ColecoVision or something, and I would have been like, sure. Um, Don't mind the official Nintendo seal of quality being, like, right in your face. Anyway, my point to be was that, you know, you don't expect a game like this to have a lot of sequels and spinoffs and everything. But instead, uh, it has quite the tale on Game Boy, where it became Burai Fighter Deluxe. Oh, the deluxe refers to the added versus multiplayer mode where through the link cable you can um fight another uh I, I, do we ever get the hero's name but if, Burai you, fighter. No, no, no yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say the Burai are the bad guys, but yes, he is the Burai fighter. And so uh you can you can uh face off in a fun versus mode. Maybe
1: maybe you you're the space marauder.
0: Oh, so the Space Marauder is the uh, color version of the deluxe version of this game. So uh, the NES version became Burai Fighter Deluxe on Game Boy. And then the Game Boy Color version of Burai Fighter Deluxe was known as Space Marauder, which is the same game as the Game Boy one in color, but they've ditched the versus mode. Huh. That sounds um,
2: well, less fun.
0: They actually lost features in exchange for color. Like that doesn't make any sense.
2: <laughs> well, here's the question about that versus mode, though. Like, are you are, are both players like on the same? I mean, I know you're playing on your own Game Boy, but on the same screen at the same time, or like, can you scroll away from your other player where like you're looking at something different than they're looking at? Do you know?
0: I'm gonna fi- I'm gonna find out. Yeah, I'm gonna find out. Yeah,
2: because if it's if you're both in the same space at all times at the same time. I don't see why this couldn't have been in the NES game. You got two controllers, you got one big screen. I can't
1: imagine it worked that way. That that would just be chaos and each match would <laughs> last a second.
2: I don't know. I have no idea what I'm talking about here, but it just feels like that would be like a limitation that like you could be playing in the same world but seeing different things even with the link cable. Yeah. But I don't know.
0: Huh. So it's like uh, you don't play the whole game or whatever, but it just is a uh, you're on separate screens. You know, you're doing your thing on your Game Boy and they're doing theirs on on theirs. And basically, it's supposed to be who can score more points, right? But, But what it really comes down to, if you think about it, the way points work in this game, it really is just who can live longer.
2: So you could really play this game without a link cable. <laughs> just figuring it out yourself. Yeah, the right. The only difference is with the link cable it looks like you get like a screen that says winner and loser if you uh if somebody dies. Exactly. Don't
0: want to play it, Joe?
2: And they and that that's all it was, and they took that out of the color
0: version. <laughs> Had to make sure they could get the color going. Do you know how hard it is to fit color into a little thing like that? Do you know how hard it is to always have a segue to the Essential Games list? That seems pretty hard.
2: let's find out
0: on The Essential Games List. (music) Burai Fighter is a really cool game. And uh, despite the troubles I had, uh, as I mentioned, they were my own troubles. The game didn't make them that way. Uh, Sure, they could have maybe spelled it out a little more. I'm not sure how, but they could have. And if they would have, I wouldn't have thought any differently about the game. It wasn't like worse because my first experience was tough. It's like, if anything, it was like neat. It's like, oh, I overcame that barrier for myself. And then you overcome a few other obstacles, namely a bunch of enemies and a bunch of projectiles and a bunch of cameras that just change whenever the heck they want. Uh, but I feel like actually the way I was talking about the game was more exciting than the game I played, uh, especially just like the on rail shooter and the horizontal and vertical movement at the same time and the multi-direction shooting. Like, it all, it all actually is working in the game and everything, it just isn't, maybe it's just not used to its fullest potential throughout, because I didn't find this shmup with all of those features, and specifically the the power-up system with its questionable choice of, like, switching you, forcing you to switch between weapons until you have the most powerful version, in which case you just get the most op weapon possibly in all of shmups. Uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't really see the moment to moment gameplay being something that actually was like encouragingly challenging and, and frustratingly fun or something like that. Instead, it was just kind of like, okay, okay. Like that's an idea. Write that down in my notes. We'll talk about it on the show, but it just kind of became like things we'll talk about on the show and less things that actually got me excited. And so I think for that reason, uh, it's definitely a, a play it in my book, but not on the essential games list, Sean.
1: Yeah, I think mechanically, this is probably one of the best feeling shmups uh, to play, um, and it's actually the second shmup in a row that is broken with that tired idea that uh, shmups are just a template that lazy games just get you know churned out. I'm I'm pleasantly surprised with the variety of shmup that we've been getting recently. But at the end of the day it is still a shmup. Um and a lot of where these games sort of uh separate from the pack is their their vibe and the aesthetic and I just didn't this this game doesn't have a lot of style. It has cool boss fights and I really like the base mechanics, but the backgrounds are kind of blah. The enemies are kind of blah, um, and the story is that was not even thought about, um, even as like a fun little like we made Barai fun with whatever we were talking about. The game didn't. Um, so I, I I agree. This is definitely a play it, uh, but not essential.
2: Uh, I'll echo you on on the mechanics there. I think that the mechanics were were a, a highlight of, of this game. It was, I mean, really just in the fact, like, it sounds so simple, but in the fact that you can face any direction changes up the way you think about this shmup, like, compared to other things. And it really, um, it was a breath of fresh air in that sense. Um, But as far as, like, the rest of the game, I mean, I'll be honest, you could probably take any, like, one of a dozen or so other essential votes that I've done for other shmups and, like, paste it here, and it's, and it's, gonna be the same thing like it didn't blow me away it didn't do anything that like stands out from the rest other than that mechanic which i don't think is enough for me to be like yes this is a must play so i'm going to also say no not an essential game
0: and so therefore it won't be on the essential games list but that's okay every game gets a chance at the essential games list like our next game codename viper um codename colon viper so this way you know that his code name is viper Oh, good.
2: <laughs> so, you, but it says it's spelled out. Code name:
0: Viper. Yeah, the colon is spelled out. Yeah, it's not, it's not colon dash gods, viper, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, dash maybe it's a colon thing. viper. That's what I was thinking too. It's like some kind of weird parasite that you have to. I like that idea.
0: It's a Capcom game, so we like their stuff. Uh, apparently, it's also an Arc System Works game, which is they were making games back then. That's crazy. This will be our first Arc System Works game, so that's cool. These are the guys who make uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, right? And oh. the BlazBlue oh, games and all know. that stuff. Maybe. Uh, interesting. Guys, Maybe they make right. beautiful, they make the most beautiful fighting games I've ever seen. Uh, anyway, if, if that's not your cup of tea, uh, the following week we'll be playing Conflict. That's what the game's called. <laughs> Sounds like a board game, honestly. It's,
2: it's just funny because it's like, oh, any good story or game needs a conflict. It's like they might as well just call it like protagonist <laughs> fights fights antagonist.
0: And that's uh by Vic Takai, who we've played many of Ooh. his games. Yeah, good old Vic. friend of the show, Vic Vitai. <laughs> uh, also, uh, trying to ask questions, but this time I'll maybe try and relate it to the episode. Uh, you know, we played a lot of shmups. So what's a franchise that you dig that you would like to see a shmup iteration into their franchise? Ratchet and Clank. A Ratchet and Clank shmup. Could you tell me maybe like a power up or two or something that they would do?
2: Yeah. I mean, they have so many interesting gadgets and like things that aren't and, and weapons that don't just do like they're good at coming up with things that aren't just like this one explodes with a blast radius and this one. You know, is a shotgun and this, whatever. It's like, they, they have, like, unique things. Like, this one sucks enemies into it. One of them turns people into flaming ducks. <laughs> you know, like, all kinds of different, like, you know, this this weapon makes people dance. You know, I think that could be interesting <laughs> in a shmup, um, shmup format. And, yeah, in one of the Ratchet & Clank's, there's a weapon that makes any enemy in the game dance. Every single enemy in, their, in the game has, in case needed, their own animation for, like, the way that they would dance. So, like, you know, that could be cool.
1: Out of the park baseball.
0: But the shmup version. (laughs) And uh, is that just, like, you know, you're just kind of, like, tinkering with uh, different, like, spaceships, stats, and sending them out onto the battlefield, and you're just, like, reviewing... The, the battle reports afterwards and adjusting oh, you know the what? lineup.
1: Alright, no, not out of the park baseball then. Just like any kind of baseball. I, I just want a baseball themed schmup. I want to know how they do it. Uh what would you be shooting? Is it baseballs? Is yeah, it Yeah you're the pitcher
0: you're the pitcher shooting baseballs at batters <laughs> and if they if they make contact then the you have to catch the balls and become the fielder. But otherwise if they swing and miss, they blow up.
1: All right, you just developed the game for me.
0: There you go. Uh, I'll, I'll always help you out because out of the park baseball was a reach. Uh, <laughs> You're and then a reach. my answer, maybe a little more like um, in the realm of things that are possible. I feel like Kirby has had some schmup ish levels where, like, you know, because he's already like, he always puffs up. And then he already has, when he's puffed up, he has the ability to blow out whatever air he's sucked in as. One attack for an enemy, but imagine if he just had like he was permanently inflated, and that's like the plot of it. It's called Kirby's Permanent Inflation. And, <laughs> and I mean, they, yeah, did Sonic, right? yeah. <laughs> they did it with Sonic, right? Yeah, they did it with Sonic the Hedgehog.
2: Isn't that actually like a level in Kirby's Dreamland? I feel as, as I'm inflated? saying, I
0: feel like it was like it's it's on a small way, it's already been dumb. But now imagine it's like a whole game with like you know also riding. You know, he rides those stars from level to level. It's like a little yeah. bit of that Kirby's air ride thing going on where And your power
2: ups can be like sucking in enemies and then like getting their power up like uh, like an
0: in- Absolutely. That's I mean that's the Kirby thing. Yeah. Alright. So someone call uh someone call Sakurai. We figured out his next uh Kirby game. He did make an on Rails Kid Icarus, which is another thing we were talking about today, right? Yeah. It's a great game, Kidder's Uprising. Um, great oh, game. Yeah. Tough game to play on that system though, unless you That's have the that 3DS game, right? Yeah, yeah. You need to have like that weird attachment that gives you the second analog stick to really make it a good game. But whatever. I like the 3DS.